Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 218 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a security analyst with a background in journalism and web hosting. She is the creator and editor of StephanSec.com, which is a blog focused on technology, inclusion and lifetime learning. She's also a chapter lead for women in security and learning as much as she can about anything and everything. So welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, Stephanie. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. So Stephanie, I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about your transition from a background in journalism and web hosting into security. It is a long story that probably takes about five or six years. So (laughs) I'm obviously not going to detail every single year, but um, I will say that uh, basically it went from like basically studying journalism and um, interning with certain journalist companies or, you know, news magazine companies and organizations to basically switching to computer science because I didn't like that I had to have someone tell me what I could and couldn't write and how I should write it. So I've been writing since I was in second grade and I was used to basically doing whatever I wanted. And so having a very strict format for writing, having a very strict amount of subjects that I could cover or couldn't cover, it was kind of overwhelming. So for me, knew I wasn't going to be happy with a career in it. And they don't very, it doesn't pay very well. So if I wasn't going to be happy and it doesn't pay very well, um, I thought that that was kind of like a scary thing for someone who's going to graduate from college. So um, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to move on to something else. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I felt like I was back at square one because at 17, I had like a really hard time picking a major in the first place. And so Uh, My mother actually kind of one day was like, well, you know, you've always liked computers and you've always like played around with them. So like, why don't you try computer science? And it was very intimidating for me because I think everybody has, honestly, now looking looking at it, it's kind of like everybody has this um, very warped idea of what computer science, the major is and what it encompasses. And also the people who, you know, go through the program. It's a tough program. Don't get me wrong, but it's not as intimidating. I I shouldn't have been as intimidated as I was looking back. Um, But I ended up going ahead and going with it and saying, you know, what's the harm? I've already wasted three years of school. (laughs) So (laughs) what's one more year? And um, I actually liked it. But at this point, I was, you know, trying to support myself and I needed to get a job. And I figured instead of doing your typical Starbucks or Taco Bell or some other like college kid job, I wanted something that was actually going to be related to my major and wasn't going to be like an unpaid internship or something like that. Yeah. I actually needed money. <laughs> so I decided to just like apply to a bunch of different jobs and I got like nothing for months. And then finally I did get 
an offer for a job as a chat tech or a chat support tech for a web hosting company. I was like really excited because I didn't know why they called me back because <laughs> I didn't have any experience with web hosting, um, talk less Linux. So the interview was a very interesting one, but I got the job. I started to put my head down and try to learn as much as I could about what I was doing. Figured out that what you do on the job doesn't necessarily relate to what you do in your computer science program. Yes. Uh, And that was kind of, you know, I was young at that time. So that was kind of like, oh, so you're telling me that everything that I'm doing in school, none of it, pretty much none of it applies (laughs) to what I might do in the real world. And so for me at that time, I was kind of like, this kind of sucks. And, you know, you're spending money or going further and further into debt for a program. And um, at this point, I didn't really get it because I was learning way more on the job than I was learning in school. And I have a very controversial opinion about the school system uh, here in the United States. But uh, I will just say that I needed to basically take a break to kind of understand why I was doing it and have an actual reason that wasn't your parents want you to or society expects you to, or you may potentially make money. So those reasons did not really track when it came time to making tough decisions and choices. Uh, the thing, you know, sacrifices that you need to make to be able to complete a degree plan. So I basically just turned my direction or turned my attention back to my career and I, you know, worked my way through. Um, I did uh, help desk work for a little bit. I did help, I mean, a web hosting work for a while. And then I was hired by a security vendor who basically uh, have, they do like like network security type work. And they have these devices that also help with that. Basically, I was supporting those devices for some time but also trying to like shadow other like security analysts or um, we also, my team also managed the vulnerability scans and trying to figure out, okay, what were these scans saying and things of that. Just trying to expose myself. I I got back into school at this point in time because I figured out what I wanted to do. Um, And then I finally got the, the security job. So this is the part that I left out in the beginning, which was uh, when it came time to choose a concentration um, one of the options was digital forensics. It sounded really, really cool, and that yeah. was pretty much <laughs> that was pretty much the only reason why I picked it. So the great so, label, <laughs> right? Exactly. So I um, I ended up, you know, doing coursework in that, and I think if I look back, honestly, that was probably the only part of the coursework that was relevant, but still not so much more relevant than the coursework I'm doing now. So. I ended up going back to school because I was like, okay, you know, now I I figured out I've mapped a kind of a plan for myself. So I'm going to go ahead and and go back and finish. But that that happened so that I I could also try to maybe get a better because getting into security is really, really hard. So I thought it would give me more of an edge if I had like a, a security degree. But before I even had a chance to graduate, I ended up randomly getting a job doing security for a retail company. And uh, that kind of was all she wrote. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So in, in terms of the um, your background as well, you obviously touched on the journalism side, but presumably you're using that in sort of the creation and, and editing of the stephansec.com website. Yeah, absolutely. And um, actually recently I have been 
asked to do some technical writing or some technical articles or, you know, tech adjacent articles for different publications. So it ended up coming back full circle, (laughs) but uh, for a while I kind of like hung my hat on that. But yes, uh, when I, when I decided to create my website, it was really just a suggestion of my mentor. She said that having an online presence helped more than it hurt. And so I decided that I was going to go ahead and and try that. And I figured a blog would be the best way to do that because uh, I've always been writing. I've been writing, you know, before and after the journalism courses. And it's something that I think I'll do for the rest of my life. So I was like, man, it would be cool to join, you know, something I've been doing since I was very, very young with something I've been interested in since I was young, but didn't really have an opportunity to play around with until I was a bit older. So that's, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's great to be able to use those skills that you've already got and apply them to what you're doing now. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So Steph, can you share with us maybe a career tip? Um, one that the audience may not know about and perhaps should? So I guess one tip that I would probably suggest or give to the audience when it comes to working in uh, security is that basically you're going to have a lot of people in the industry that have an idea of what security is and the type of people that should probably be in security or the types of things you should be interested in, or even some hiring managers might use um, passion. you got to be like super passionate in order to be in security. I've said this recently uh, on a panel that I was on, um, and I probably will say this forever, but I would not allow people who are veterans in the industry to say certain things like that to kind of keep you from trying or keep you from participating in the industry. So essentially, people who have been in the industry should only be giving you constructive advice. So telling you what you might need to study or... It's about what you can do as opposed to what you can't do. So yes, you touched on the the sort of positive encouragement rather than the negativity that can exist. Exactly. And, you know, for me, I grew up, uh, I'm the child of immigrants. So I didn't really watch all the things that that a lot of people have watched, or I might not be into the pop culture references or things like that. And in the beginning, if you're not into those things, sometimes you can hit like a group of people that'll be like, oh, you're not into this. You've never heard of this. Wow. And those things actually have never helped me, even going back and watching maybe some movies that people, everybody's watched that I just never watch has not actually helped me be better at my job. (laughs) So... I don't think that there's a type of person that fits into security. I think the only trait that I think is necessary is curiosity. And then also probably like just wanting to learn because there are some people who don't like learning all the time. So uh, you will be learning every single day. So that's if you'd like to learn, that's it's a great fit. And then also curiosity. If you are curious to a fault, I think that's another great fit. Slight paranoia is also <laughs> a good trait, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. that the, those are the, basically, I mean, it's a very messy tip, but <laughs> yeah. Sure. But do you find there are other traits such as things like attention to detail, maybe being a little bit sort of almost OCD, I suppose, about the things and, and how they work? Yes and no. I think that I would not necessarily, if somebody... 
I know, I know that I might get some uh, flack for this. <laughs> I think that some people on the team having that, having those traits is, is definitely important. But I also think that there needs to be people that are able to zoom out. And uh, if you are paying attention to every single granular detail and uh, being a stickler for every single thing, uh, you miss the big picture sometimes. You're focused too small. You're like zoomed in too much. So I think you need a balance for for a well-rounded team, um, I would say, is that, and, and that's honestly the the job of the security manager to make sure that your team is well-rounded. You don't want to hire all of the same person because, I mean, and I say this for friendship. I say this for a team that you work with. I say this for a romantic partner. You kind of want to make sure that there are people around that have strengths where you're weak. And you want to make sure that you're adding your strengths where others are weak as well. So I think that attention to detail is definitely important, especially depending on like what you do. If you're someone who does incident response, that's definitely important. But uh, you also need someone who is also very aware of the bigger picture and how those things fall into line. So yeah, they're um, all good points. Exactly. I don't really know that there's somebody that has both of those, but if so, then that's amazing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So Steph, can you share with us your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? So uh, for a while, I was actually af- afraid to talk about this because there's like this, uh, I don't know, there's this idea. I don't know where I got it from. I'm not sure if it's uh, listening to people over time or something like that. But there's this idea that if you talk about a bad experience at a previous employer or a previous workspace that um, it's taboo and those people can blacklist you or whatever. Uh, But I think it's important for us to talk about those experiences because if we don't, they don't ever change. So I decided to just go ahead and, and, and say this, but there was a point in time where I was attempting to, well, pretty much all of my jobs that I've had have had some sort of security department or position in them, except for the help desk one. So at this point, I've pretty much, basically every time I've left a job has been because I wanted to transition into security and it was not possible where I was. So one of the jobs I was trying to transition, I was trying really hard at at this point, very, very hard. And I had applied for this position um, in the security team many different times. um, And I was greenlit by the security team, but it actually wasn't the security team that was uh, holding off on accepting me. It was really my side, my team that was not willing to allow me to go for reasons that were very, very uh, flimsy, if I if I think about it now. And I'm pretty honest with myself. So I would say that the reasons were kind of, it was like, you know, oh, I wasn't a team player. And um, I would ask my team lead, is that true? Because nobody's ever, ever told me that I'm not a team player. Like, am I being not a team player? Like, is there, and, you know, I would go to like my, my teammates and say, you know, have you ever felt like you couldn't like rely on me as a team member? And everybody's like, no, you're perfect. Like we always can go to you for things. So pretty much lies. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) pretty much lies. And and that prevented me from being promoted. And at that point, it was a really low moment for me because all this time it had been like, your skills not enough, or, you know, you need more experience, or you need to have this cert, 
or that's or those are things that you can do something about, you know, they're, they're kind of actionable, even though they might be like a, a gatekeeping way of like, you know, preventing me from getting in. There's something I can do about it. I can go read a book or I could shadow people or, you know, maybe try to do, I don't know, finagle my way, but there's absolutely nothing I can do about having the skill and being approved to get the job and not being able to go because of a lie. <laughs> like there's, there's very little you can do. And so at that point I kind of was, I was dumbfounded. I kind of was like, you know, I was very angry, obviously, but, you know, also just kind of like, how did I get to this? How did I get to this point where I'm so close and yet still so far away, especially given that every job up until this point, I had been trying very hard to get in and I was frustrated. And honestly, for a while, I was kind of like, you know, this is, this is another side of, of the world that I didn't want or the industry that I didn't want to be a part of, which is the political side. And honestly, I was going to leave. I was like, you know, my friends that are teachers, like they don't have to worry about working so hard just to be a teacher. <laughs> like once school was done and they got their their certifications or, or whatever, they that's it. They're a teacher. Or once you get barred, you're a lawyer. Or once you get, you pass your boards, you're a nurse or a doctor. Like I feel like there's like a path, there's a specific path you go on and then you get to where you get to and that's it. And I felt like security, like no matter what people said, there was no real path. Like, I feel like you could do whatever you wanted. That was the same as exactly the same as someone else, because there were other people on my team that had done the same transition successfully before me, but I wasn't able to do that transition. And so it's kind of like a question where you ask anybody in the industry, how did you get in? Nobody has the same story. So I think that was probably the lowest point. I literally was like, I think I'm done. I started looking up different schools. I was going to become a psychiatrist or a psychologist and just move on from tech (laughs) completely. I even was applying to be like a research assistant for uh, different research groups in the local college. Like I was already like, I started doing a hotline work. So I started um, to volunteer at a hotline to kind of get experience. So I was done, to be honest, at that point. So that was probably the lowest. So let's move away worse then. Can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Honestly, this entire year has been a, a career highlight for me. But I will say maybe I'll start from why this year was possible, which is the first time I got a security job. So I'm not actually at the company I was at, the company that hired me as a security professional first. I've moved on from them. But that moment was kind of like a cementer. And it it also kind of brought, it made a lot of things come full circle in terms of like mentally thinking, because I was thinking a lot of things beforehand, but you really don't know until you've gotten into the industry if that's true, which is another layer of getting into security is that you spend all this time and energy and effort trying to get in, but you really don't know if you'll like it. You kind of are just guessing at that point. And the things that you're doing in the lab and things like that, they're not. it's not the same when you're doing it nine to five at all. Because in your lab at home, you control what you do and you're having fun. You're setting things up and tinkering with them and trying to figure out why something doesn't work and banging your head against the wall. And it's kind of like, you know, you're you're just doing whatever you want. But when you're in a, when you're in a company and organization and you're doing work for them, it's what they want, regardless of what actually makes sense or to you or what um, you feel like is best, you know, your opinion really doesn't matter. So 
you're just doing a lot of stuff, I think, beforehand to kind of get in before you even know if that's what you want to do, which I think is true of everything. I mean, you go through law school first, you go through medical school first. Like, I think everything is kind of like that. So you kind of are taking a, a gamble on it. But at that moment, when I when I got into security, I was like, okay, like all this, you know, after a few months, I was like, all the work that I've done thus far to get here and all the connections I've made and me le- trying to leave, but trying again, because like I was going to leave. And then I kind of was like, okay, before, you know, before I call it quits, let me try again. And I re- that's when I found my mentor, reached out to her and, and, and all of that and tried again. And the, the last try actually ended up being the one that was successful. So I think when I got that job, I, I mean, I I could have I could have cried. I probably did cry. Like I probably did cry because it's just like a relief of yes, like all this work is like finally paid off, and here I am, and I feel official. Um, I feel like I'll be taken seriously now, and I think that that was probably a really high point. But since then, I think it's gone higher and higher. So that's why, um, yeah, I can really pinpoint any one thing because it's been great since coming into the industry, but yeah. Okay. Um, so Steph, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? I think what excites me is that it's not as predictable as you would think. I think that for me, I like novelty, new things, um, exciting things, random things. That's the one thing I do like about being especially in security is that you just never know like there might be something that some zero day that hits tomorrow that just totally completely like and then everybody's running crazy and you have to figure out what it does and what who is going to affect and you know are your systems are equipped to handle it or do you have to you know it's kind of like one day could go by and a bit of news or one, you know, one finding can just transform your entire job for like a few weeks while you figure out what you're going to do about it. So of course it also sounds like a nightmare, but (laughs) I think it's exciting. It's like, you, you never know. Um, There is some dull parts, you know, not everything in security is sexy. So I feel like you have moments where you're just sifting through logs or, you know, you're having to, pat someone on the back of their hand for clicking on something they shouldn't have. But um, I think just the fact that things move pretty fast and what was in vogue last year is not in vogue this year. And and people are finding new techniques. People are finding new um, ways of doing things, discovering new things. So I think that the fact that everything, you can never quite say you mastered any one thing is really cool because that means that you are constantly and consistently growing and striving for something better. So that's like, that that would probably be my favorite part about it. So Steph, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. You ready for this? Yes. Okay. So we partly covered this earlier, but what first attracted you to a career in IT? It wasn't something I did myself. Um, My mom just kind of was like, you know, you've always liked computers. So, you know, why don't you try computer science? So I think what I guess I could say to answer instead is that I've always been just like 
amazed at what people could do in terms of like the computer. Cause I was uh, alive or <laughs> I was alive during the time where computers weren't like easily accessible at all. So kind of going from like not even having a dream of having a computer in the house to finally getting one and playing around with it and then seeing what the updates would do. Like, I think my fascination with, you know, phones and, and from the point where they weren't smart to the shift into smartphones, like TVs when they were big backed to now they're like really, really thin and they're smart as well. So I think that all of that was really exciting for me. So when it came time to that suggestion, I was like, you know, that's kind of what pushed me past the intimidation and anxiety about doing it. So, And what is the best career advice you've ever received? My mentor actually says this all the time, and it's fire your boss. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, uh, the reason why it's the best career advice is because I think that you can have a job that you really, really like and you love what you do, but if your boss is just not compatible with you, it can make your life miserable and a living hell. And depending on who that person is um, and where they are in their life, uh, they could prevent you from things, like whether it's raises or opportunities or promotions, like like I just talked about. They could really limit you in your career and, and hold you back. So I feel like if, you, if it comes time to deciding on whether or not you want to continue on a team, um, I would say probably not to hesitate and uh, fire a boss if you need to, because if they needed to fire you, they would fire you. Yes, they would. Yeah. Um, and conversely, what is the worst career advice you've ever received? The worst career advice that I've ever received is to find my passion in security while I'm trying to get into security. And I think that that's also very controversial. But the reason why I say that is because if you don't fit what the person is saying is passion, then you kind of doubt your ability to be able to do it. And like I said, that's not what you need in the beginning. You To get started, you just need to be curious and want to learn. The passion comes after. Uh, when you started to do stuff, then you're like, oh, you know, you figure out what subject you like really can talk hours about and what you just really wish you never had to deal with. So uh, I think the passion is the key to lifelong success, like to continue doing this for 10, 15, 20, 35 years. But I don't think that that's something you need starting out. If you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? I probably would not go to college when I did. I think 17 is a ridiculously young age to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life and take on a crap ton of loans to pursue that. Uh, so I probably would take some time to explore myself first because maybe if I had done that, I would have discovered computer science or IT or something of the sort and not have to accrue so much debt chasing something that I'm not even doing. So <laughs> I think that would be the beginning. If we talk about the career proper, I probably would, that's a good question in terms of like the actual career. I think I, if I could go back, I would probably not allow people to get to me so much with like what they're saying about what a real IT professional does or doesn't do or 
basically making me feel like, feel like I didn't fit in. I think I would get some tougher skin and then go through the whole thing again. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Currently, I'm wrapping up school. I also am doing some writing again for different uh, publications. So I'm focusing on that. And then after I'm done with school, I would want to get my CISSP. I just think it's a rite of passage at this point. Okay. But in, in overall, like eventually down the line, I would like to be um, a CISO, which is a chief information security officer. But I want to do the technical thing first. So uh, I would spend some time doing like engineering, um, maybe architecting if I can be, if I could get to that level technical wise, um, and then pivot to management. Because I just feel like a, a technical manager is a stronger manager, especially in our field. But yeah, that's kind of the general flow of of my focus. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? I have an opinion about what my own skill is, but I guess I'll give the one that managers have given me, which is my ability to be conversational or talk to people who are not in IT uh, and explaining IT things to non-IT people. So that's what managers have told me. That's why I've been hired on on several occasions. Mine would probably be the ability to write. That's very important. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? I have a life outside of work that is tech-related. So when I faced burnout, Last year, um, I realized that I had so much going on with work that it took over everything else in my life. So outside of work, all I had was family, friends, um, and that's pretty much it. So um, after recovering from burnout, I decided that I was going to have a full life in the community, but just not connected to my work. And that has actually worked exactly as I intended, which is when your nine to five is your everything, if work is bad, then your whole life sucks. But if your nine to five is bad and your five to nine is great, then you can kind of get through things. So that's kind of the theory that I had and it's worked out wonderfully. The only thing is uh, getting overwhelmed because that can happen as well. But yeah, that that's what I, hands down, that's that's what keeps me energized. Okay, that sort of leads into the next question. So what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Oh my God, away from technology. <laughs> that's a great question because I think even when, you mean even like, even like a phone and- yep. <laughs> <laughs> That is funny. I spend a lot of time with family and friends. And when I'm with them, honestly, I'm never on my phone. I pretty much try to be present. And then I write. I do write off of my computer, like journaling or, you know, writing little short stories in my journal. And I read. But even reading, sometimes I read on my iPad. Yes. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. And Steph, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career and Energizer audience? Uh, yes, I give this advice all the time. There's no better advice, I, I don't think, if I look at my career, uh, which is find your community and make sure you spend time building that out because um, 
there's a saying that says, uh, if you're alone, you can go fast, but if you're with people, you can go far. And I really definitely believe that. So I think once you find your community, um, the journey to security or the journey to whatever you want to do in tech is not as daunting and it's not as isolating. And then also a lot of people in the community want to help and they want to share what they know with you and they want to share what they wish they had known. So I would say that it helps you to have contacts and connections with people that are genuine, like genuine connections, not just like go to like a mixer and and talk to people and get their card, but like people you that are your people, they just also do tech. <laughs> I think having a circle of that helps tremendously. So I would say invest time in, in, in gathering that. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? I tweet a lot. <laughs> At Stefan Sec is my handle. Um, I also write from time to time on stefansec.com. However, I'm taking a break while I do writing for other publications, but anything, anywhere else that I write to, I link to on my website. But those are the two places that you can find me on a day to day basis. Great. Steph, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed it. As always, my thanks go to my guest on today's show. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. I also want to thank you for your continued support. It's always great to hear from listeners, particularly when they have suggestions about potential guests or ways to improve the show. And this was one of the reasons for creating the new IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. I'm really excited about taking the podcast forward, and I hope that you'll continue to support and listen to the show as it continues to change and evolve. Thanks for listening, and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.